Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. This is Insurance and Finance Live, not from the new headquarter of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany, but from a secret location. Not a secret is our special guest from today, Malte Dummel, COO and CFO of Xempos. Thank you very much for being here today. Thanks a lot for having me. And thank you very much for people actually waiting in line to watch the show, like Dvinka on YouTube. We all see you out there on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Please make sure to hit the follow, the share, the like button, and leave a comment. And if it's only for the algorithm when you say hi, that helps us a lot. So thank you very much. But let's go to, the, to what you can expect today. We will talk about life insurance, about pension schemes, about how as a broker and agent you can sell this thing three times more. Um, yeah, but let's start with my daughter. Uh, Malte, could you explain to my four-year-old I want to do like four-year, four daughter um, what Xempos is? Well, Robin, we're not in the business of scaring little children, um, but let me let me give it a go. Basically, you might say, sweetheart, today we live in a fantastic house. We have a lot of food. We have a lot of toys because uh, this uh, digital scouting is just going through the roof. But there might come a time in the future when daddy is a bit older um, or possibly when daddy has some other health issues or the like, when uh, we want to make sure we're still looked after and we want to make sure we still get to live in this nice house and we still have enough food and we still have enough toys. Uh, and the good people at Xempos help us make sure that is the case. But how do you do it concretely and what do you actually offer? So maybe now I explain it at the level for your wife, if, that, if that's okay. So essentially... Offer me. <laughs> Smarter than I am, so don't, don't do too complex. What we do is we run what we call a SaaS-enabled marketplace. So, wow, let's digest that. Essentially, we help the people who need to buy pension and life insurance products. And these are typically um, individuals or, yep. in our case, small companies. Connect these guys with the people who know a lot about it. So the insurance agents and the people who actually provide the products, so the life insurance carriers in, in Germany. And by connecting all three of them, we help people find the right protection for their retirement or disability or, or health issues. And how did it work before, before you guys? So, so what was the, how did it work before and what do you solve there? Was there wasn't there a platform before? How, how, did, how was the world before examples? So what's our biggest competition? It's probably pen and paper. <laughs> so in the, uh, in the olden days, uh, in the olden days, exactly, that's, that's the competition right there. Uh, in the olden days, you would have uh, lots of uh, small and medium-sized companies um, and, and their employees who either by law or because it's the right thing to do, uh, want to purchase pension policies or life insurance policies um, or, or a combination of the two. And in order to find the right product, in order to uh, then make sure that if there are any changes to these policies, they would typically um, either send a fax um, or a letter 
to their life insurance carrier. Um, and they would typically be helped uh, by some agent who would come visit them in their offices in the middle of nowhere yeah. uh, and, and try and uh, convince them that this is the right thing to do. Uh, and what you tend to find uh, if, you, if you compete with pen and paper, uh, you tend to win hands down if you do it right. Um, so what we, what we tend to do uh, through the platform is we give these uh, SME corporates and their employees very neat little tools where they can see all their policies in one place, where they can make purchasing decisions in a very intuitive way. Yeah. It works yeah. like online banking just for your pension and life insurance. And if you can use online banking, you're going to be fine for this. Cool. And then we bring in the insurance agents. They, again, they get little tools for us that allow them to do advisory sessions with these uh, corporates and, and their employees and help them find the, the right solution. Now, at the end of the day, uh, you have the insurance carriers who essentially connect to our platform via, via APIs, and then they get uh, the business and, and the digital communication that comes out of this. Super interesting. <laughs> So it's a little bit like an aggregator and a platform for pension schemes and life insurance in a more complex environment. Um, super, super interesting to see. My big question to you is um, you have also had some rough, uh, funding rounds and uh, your, 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 your platform isn't two days old, but it's a little bit older and bigger. Could you share some, uh, some core numbers of, of examples and feel free also to share some uh, secrets that you probably know as CFO and CEO? Yeah, exactly. That's typically what we tend to do within the first few minutes of these conversations. No, seriously. Um, Xempus, or, or as it was previously known, um, XBAV, uh, the clue to the renaming is in the difficulty of pronouncing that um, outside of Germany, is uh, basically been around in its current uh, form since 2015, so about five, six years. Uh, we are 150 people working in, in Munich, Berlin, and Saarbrücken, where we once bought a company. It's the most productive town where you can have an IT engineering department. And uh, we are what I guess is probably called a, a scale-up. Uh, so we, we did a Series C last year, and we've raised about $70 million in total. Uh, and we are, you know, broadly speaking, what what is sort of a, a classic growth case, if you will. So, so yeah. we've got to figure out what we're doing by now. Uh, it took us a little while, but, but now we do. Uh, and now we're probably by a considerable margin, the largest platform of its type in the life insurance space in, in Germany. So to give you a few numbers um, around that, yeah. uh, we do about 5 billion euros worth of uh, new business through the platform each year. So about 100 million euros worth of business um, each week. And uh, we essentially connect all the leading uh, life insurance carriers in Germany to about 16, actually, as of today, 17,000 uh, life insurance brokers or agents yeah. and about yeah. 55,000 uh, corporates, typically SME corporates and, and their employees. There's one statistic I saw that is, oh, wait a second, I'm, I, hear, I hear myself two times. Sorry, guys out there for the audio, it's probably my system here. Um, so um, I saw one number that was really, that struck my mind and that maybe explains the popularity of your platform uh, by uh, brokers and, and salespeople out there. Uh, when they use their platform, um, in some cases, their revenue triples. How does that work? And, and what, what is the magic? How can you uh, make other people uh, increase uh, their, their life insurance and pension scheme uh, revenue three times? 
So the short answer is by doing the right thing. Uh, and, and we probably should talk about what the right thing is. So most people, and I'm not going to be rude and ask about your personal situation, but statistically speaking, most people do way too little, way too late for either their own retirement saving or levels of protection against disability or, or, or any other bad things that might happen in, in your life. So, so there's a huge gap for most people. Um, and they tend to put it off because we're talking about very long-term complex products that you know, people rather not spend too much time thinking about. And what we've generally found though, if you provide insurance brokers with really good tools to explain stuff properly, then all of a sudden people are A, much more likely to buy the right protectionals or the right policies. So we tend to find the average broker will sell about 50% more of these life and um, pension policies after a year on the platform. And individual people save a lot more. So the, the number we're most proud of on the platform is that the typical person saves twice as much to the platform than they would otherwise do by just oh. explaining stuff better. Right? So, so the person invests more instead of doing 50, 100, 150 in pension, it's the, because of the process. He says, oh, maybe makes 300 euros makes more sense. Do you mean what the, do you mean that? Exactly. So think about a situation you're sitting down, you as Robin, hey, um, I've heard about, you know, the need to let, let's take the example of save for retirement. Um, and all of a sudden we explain to you, for instance, if you start saving 100 euros per month, this will be uh, your, your income in retirement. If you save 200, that will happen. So that's very basic. But then we do additional things. So we'll show you okay, what happens compared to all the other sources of income? And we'll, we'll show you what happens to your payslip before and after. We make the whole thing transparent. Or we might do things like this, and we might say, hey, Robin, uh, you know, family fathers uh, with one daughter, uh, uh, a good income in this bracket, living in uh, Hamburg, for instance, they might do this much in terms of savings. So we make the whole very abstract thing very concrete and all of a sudden because pretty much everybody is doing way too little people make the right choices and yes if you're an insurance carrier if you're a broker and you're on the platform and uh, you you participate in in this ongoing flow but it's yeah. still yeah. helping people make the right choice what i really like about campus if i may say is it also has a political dimension what does that mean um you are addressing a dramatic situation in germany but also in other european countries which is the the pension gap i mean um people have a, 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 in some cases a good standard of living but if you look at the pension systems it, it varies from country to country i understand that but especially in germany it's it's a dramatic situation um but maybe from your view why why is uh, pen, why are pension schemes so important I, I might even broaden it a little bit and might say sort of private and corporate-based pension and life insurance. Because yeah. th there's one mega trend uh, that we all have to deal with, which is the massive aging of uh, most uh, countries' populations. And there's a very simple fact that all these pay-as-you-go systems where you know, today's generation through the state pays for today's retirees, they're just going to go uh, into a very difficult place. They, um, 
they might not go bust, but the levels of provision that uh, people will get in retirement or even before retirement are going to be massively lower. And just mathematically, the only way to deal with that is putting aside every month uh, a little bit. And to give you one number that I personally find astonishing, Germany is way, way, way behind um, lots of other nations. It's a global problem, but just for the German case, we would have to save five times as much as we do today to catch up even to the average across the OECD. So, so Germany is probably the outlier in terms of how bad it is, but it's a problem that's prevalent across Europe, across some of the developed Asian nations in, in, in North America. So it's a huge issue. Oh, you said some interesting words there, the, the Asian nations and the US there. I could ask now if that's uh, if how internationalization is going, but I don't because I, <laughs> but I don't. Um, because uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about the dramatic uh, situation here. Then if uh, the German uh, average German uh, lacks to save uh, 75 no 80 percent. No, how much is it? 75%, no, 80%, uh, he, should, he should invest five, five times more than he actually invests. It's dramatic because at some point you cannot catch up. And then it makes sense when you have a platform that illustrates actually and makes it, uh, makes, uh, it illustrative for the people in the consulting um, situation that then the people then invest more. Makes sense, uh, makes sense there. But um, yeah, I think uh, a pension, it's, 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 I think, one of the most underrated um, probably most emotional things we as insurers could talk about because it's about the future, it's about the life and about, if you look at the numbers, it's dramatic uh, what people are, how big the gap is and we're talking about people needing to leave their houses, people that cannot afford nice uh, things when they are in pension in contrast to the pensionaries today. So I think that's something, it's, 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 it's dramatic. So, so thank you very much for that. Um, big question is, do you see any customer behavior changing here? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think part of our uh, very significant growth we've been seeing not only uh, during the pandemic, but also before is essentially because we all as individuals uh, nowadays have very different expectations for how to interact with businesses, including insurers. So you know, just think about e-commerce or travel. The way we do things now is very different from what it was 10 years ago. And we find these heightened customer expectations just spilling over into, into the world of, of life insurance. And uh, as a result, expectations are, are, are rising. I mean, one of the, the studies that um, you may be familiar with is, is one that's being put out by the consultancy Bain that, that shows that on average, the net promoter score is in the answer to the question, would you recommend your life insurer to a friend or colleague is no. Uh, it's negative uh, across the German industry. There might be a variety of reasons for that, but, but one of the critical ones is um, most carriers struggle to effectively communicate and frequently communicate with their end customers. Um, and, and one of the things we can do as a platform is help with that. Our NPS is 71. That's amazing. That's a that lot. That's quite that's a bit like... higher. And, 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 we're not doing anything fundamentally different than, than other people. We're just constantly interacting with, with these users. And, and that we think is, the, is critical. To give you one, if I may, uh, yeah, just give you one example of, of a very specific case. So we have a broker number one. So that's one guy um, who's been around 
for a couple of years. He, he specializes in advising on pension and life insurance um, in the context of SME corporates or, or, or consumers. A couple of years ago, we just fully equipped him with all our technology. So, so all he does now essentially is do the same thing as he did before, but just using it in a sort of tech enabled manner. Uh, a couple of years ago, he was doing about 200,000 per annum in terms of commission revenue. He's doing 800,000 now. I have, feeling, I have a funny feeling that you get invited to his Christmas party every year now. Uh, we tend to have a good relationship. Um, that, that's true. But we actually invite him to our Christmas ah, party. Okay. So that's the kind of people we are. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. No, um, I, I, I want to add the, the, the thing about the low net promoter score. Uh, I always tend to say when people complain about that, then let's have a look at, the, let's Google the term pension, life insurance, and have a look at the websites uh, of, our, of our industry, and they're horrible. Uh, we are currently have a project where we look at that, and it's really, it's really horrible. It's mixed. It's complex. You see a lot of stock photos. God, you know, if I would get one euro for every stock photo on an insurance homepage, uh, I would be very rich by now. Um, and another topic, I think, uh, is we also have very bad products sometimes. I mean, uh, we do. Uh, we look in the, into the child um, child insurance space, which is uh, there are also life insurance things there. And I mean, there are products where you get zero point three five percent in the first year. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, so I think we also have a product problem. Um, do you see that too, or do you see innovation in that space somewhere when it comes to products? We do, um, and we, we think there's some, some fantastic products being developed every day. Yeah. What we tend to find, though, actually, in the pension and life insurance space, process tends to beat product hands down. As in, a lot of the um, end customers, a lot of the, the SME corporates we deal with, they first need to be made aware of the problem they have. They need to understand how they can deal with it. And they need to then be generally made willing to deal with it. So about 80% of the, if you will, value creation in that scenario happens before there's any talk of any specific product or any brand of insurer that's out there. Um, and, and then you essentially, once you have the general qualified interest in, in buying some type of policy, then it's a conversation about which, which insurer is the provider of choice, which Actually, we, we don't make, we're, we're not a broker. We're just your friendly neighborhood tech provider. <laughs> I think a lot of sales and sales C-suits in the insurance industry uh, really like what you're saying there. But um, big question, and, and let's talk about really like trends in the industry because um, you're not only deep into tech, into the German and in the international uh, corporate pensions schemes or life insurance business, but you have like a really like also like a like an overall view of the industry. Really, you also have a lot of insurance experts in your in your company, of course, and you're you're one yourself. Um, what kind of trends do you see uh, in the, in the industry and in, in the intertech space? Sure. We tend to have a slightly, possibly slightly contrarian view on, on where the industry might go, uh, at least compared to some of the very uh, overhyped, sometimes overhyped uh, trends we, we tend to see at yeah. some of these uh, conferences and like. Um, we, we tend to believe that pension and life insurance is a bit different from what we see in the classic property and casualty uh, space in that when you think real hard about what it is we're insuring here and what a claims process might look like, 
it is very different. So think about a scenario where you can't work anymore, you've retired, or somebody, you know, you lost the leg, you need to make a claim on your disability insurance. It's really not the scenario where you want to go through some sort of chatbot experience the same way you might be happy to do that with, with a car insurance. And similarly, when you think about the, the purchasing process, um, you're making a decision about a product that tends to be quite complex and it's a 30, 40, 50 year decision, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. starting to save now, I'm kind of locked into something for the very long term. Again, it's, it's very different from other types of insurance products where you're gonna renew and you might renew differently next year. And in that context, trust is extremely important and the human touch. You want to have the option. You don't always need to use it, but you want to have the option to look a human being in the eye and, and say, okay, Robin, this is the right decision for you, your daughter, your wife, everybody that matters to you. And as a result, when we think about sort of the long-term vision for, for how these incredibly important products might be distributed, we, we tend to think... Uh, the human being will have a very important role, but the human being might turn into a bit of a cyborg. Yeah. What do you mean? Sorry? What do you mean with that? Yeah, yeah that, that should probably be explained, right? Like, so it is, when, when we think about the broker of the future, yeah. we tend to think of cyborgs in, in the sense that a lot of the, call it pre-sales process, so it's all the lead generation, the qualification, when the advisory work can happen in an automated digital fashion, and guess what, we've got a great solution for that. Um, but you always have the option to speak to a real human being if you need it to make the final decision. And similarly, when it comes to the claims process in, in pension and life insurance, a lot of that um, can be done in a very digital manner, but it's, you know, in the critical situations, there's sort of enhanced human being that's gonna help you out and really sort out your problem um, as opposed to some app where you take pictures of your your missing leg yeah totally totally yeah i think i think i think that that's super interesting um yeah in the end i think it's all about i mean it sounds very very cheesy but it's all about you know uh, fulfilling customer desire having a smooth process doing the right thing for the client i mean it sounds totally totally cheesy but in the end it's all about that and uh, and i think sometimes we in the insurance industry we are a little bit too shy to actually underline what we're actually doing for society i mean you know, what you guys are doing and whole parts of the value chain and pension life uh, pension and life insurance is actually solving a very large political and societal problem no? uh, i mean stabilizing society i mean if, if, if people have a few hundred bucks more or less make can make all the difference or thousands of, of euros can all make the difference uh, and also to educate the people to invest more and you know to have to 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 not have one cookie now to have two cookies later uh, or to have have at least a cookie at all uh, makes makes all the difference and um, if we look into the future um you have already had an impressive rodeo right now um with all the numbers with the funding with the really kpis achieved 55000 employers 16000 agents oh 17000 since today um 6 billion b that billion is like a million with a B and a lot of zeros more, six billion new business uh, each year um, written via your platform. I think that's super, super, super impressive. Um, and uh, But where, 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 where will the road go? Where will you be, where will Xempos be in, in 10 years? Sure, there's probably a top-down way of looking at this. So the, the global pension and life insurance market is about 2,500 billion euros per annum. So 
even even bigger. Uh, so we'll probably be okay with about ten percent market share of that. Very <laughs> good. Seriously, uh, think big. Um, we we are still uh, we're, we're by a considerable margin uh, the market leader in Germany today. Uh, but we only have about a 1% market share of, of, of the German market. So take yeah. that to yeah. a 10% um, or more, and, and you have a very attractive German business. You, um, If you will rinse and repeat and take this on, on the European uh, market, where there are similar challenges. So the sort of markets uh, that we like, the sort of um, challenges that we like are not specific to Germany, right? Getting people yeah. to make the right decision about their pension and life insurance is, is a huge issue. So, so we'd like to do it across Europe. Um, and, and then ultimately, uh, I know we chatted about this uh, in, in before the show, uh, I do like traveling to the US, so, so we definitely need a, an office there at some point too. All right, I think a lot of friends currently at Inchatech Connect in Las Vegas, hopefully they listen to it, or maybe it's a little bit early, isn't it, like uh, in, the, in the morning there, there are also a lot of cool life insurance Inchatechs and, and scale-ups currently in the US, and also some cool life insurers, I hope they will uh, give you a warm welcome then, uh, and we'll visit you in your US office too, because I also like to tend to travel to the US, but uh, when we are thinking about a new office, I'm thinking, look, I'm looking east currently, but I won't, won't share too much. Uh, Malte, thank you very much for, for being here, for joining us today. You now shared your concrete, um, your concrete uh, um, ideas and insights. Is there one thing the community can do for you? I think spread the word is uh, always helpful. Um, I, my personal opinion is uh, one of the reasons that I think a lot of the, the life insurance carriers uh, like our platform so much in at least in Germany is because um, you don't always need to be the loudest uh, go for good execution and having a, a good product and a good solution that people really do need I mean that's the thing I sometimes feel like as an industry uh, in across life insurance we, we have some super important critical products of which uh, people use way too little and uh, we, we don't always get the word on and arguably we could be a bit more uh, forthcoming a bit more forthright about that because uh, whenever we have people coming in interviewing and exemplars and hiring a lot of people once they've figured out what we're dealing with this whole pension life insurance and how huge an issue it is they're absolutely blown away and this is not us this is an entire industry I, I think we could be um, a bit bolder about how good an industry we are Marta thank you much for being here thank you for having me <laughs>